All right, Scott Ritchie, basketball beat writer for the News Gazette, Associated Press Top 25 poll voter. After Illinois took Kansas to the woodshed, you had them number 23 on your first ballot. How high would they be now? Higher, for sure. You're not going to pin me down on an actual number until I have to vote um, in a couple weeks. But I, mean, I think you know this season in particular, because of you know these charity exhibition games that are pitting well, top 25 teams against each other or you know, ranked than just good teams against good teams, we, we have a little more information than we do in a normal season. We have a better evaluation of where these teams are you know, at this point in time. And you know, Illinois, after beating the number one team in the country, is probably a little better than people thought. All right, Richie will break down what was a fun Sunday night at State Farm Center. He'll uh, tell you why certain players didn't play much. And he'll talk about his beloved EIU which is first up for the Illini in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. I'm glad we're getting started on this uh, latest edition of Inside Illini Basketball. Scott Ritchie. Late to the podcast studio because he had, was having his makeup done, apparently, in the green room here at the News Gazette. Now that he got so much quality airtime on TV last night, he's big-timing us. He's he's demanding that kind of treatment now that he's what he considers a, a TV star. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to get as much airtime moving forward because Brad Odenwin's not going to do in-game interviews uh, I meant any other game this year, but yeah, uh, I mean, I'm usually good for an appearance or two just in the background. Like, mm-hmm. it'll be got to be quick because the the camera's panning w- with the basketball. But uh, yeah, I mean, I had several people message me mm-hmm. last I saw night. I saw Ed Bond and Brian Barnhart. Well, I sit right behind them. So yeah, that makes it was the sense. whole community media group. I yeah. felt very uh, warm inside. Yeah, but several people sent me photos of their tv mm-hmm. of me that's including how, you yeah and my my photos sucked i gotta tell you it was really you bad had the one you took to twitter was well here was the problem it it took me a while to realize hey should i actually get up off the couch <laughs> and try to take a photo of you and send it to you and by the time i did that the interview was almost over and you had basically were hidden the last minute of the interview yeah, it had to be like the straight-on shot of Brad to to get me in the background. Mm-hmm. But yeah, famous, great. I'm, I'm famous, great. Scott Ritchie. Well, that's the good news. The, the, here, this will come as no surprise that in Sunday's News Gazette, one Scott Ritchie picked Kansas to win. I didn't do that. Welcome. I, I picked Kansas to win in Saturday's News Gazette. Weekend News Gazette. The Weekend News Gazette. Yeah. Way to start the season just like you finish the like every season. I mean, how about Horrible. this? How about this? Didn't count. <laughs> and no, in my ledger, it does. Um, oh, and one. I don't think so. Oh, one and one. I picked Illinois to beat Ottawa. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. 
Got to get right. the freebie in there. Jeez, oh, Pete Scott. How did you pick Kansas? They looked awful. Well, I mean, I just considered if I ranked Kansas, I would have them two in the country, and I had Illinois 23, that it would make sense for me to pick Kansas. I didn't. I should have taken the Hunter Dickinson factor into account mm-hmm. because like, he can't beat Illinois. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe a change of scenery on a less – weird team than he's been at at Michigan like maybe it makes a difference um it did not and like it's not like Kansas was awful like just it was a close game the whole time okay it didn't look like a number one team in the country how about that so again I blame you because you're an AP top 25 voter who didn't tell me I I didn't have Kansas number one I know you had them like two or three well yeah me and everyone else that voted so just you you, what you're saying is you're a sheep no because I I had (laughs) I had Duke number one, and I think that maybe they lost as well. And, like, well, Purdue lost their charity exhibition game to Arkansas. Everybody's losing. Okay. Excuse-making is what I hear. Scott. Michigan Excuse. State lost to Tennessee yesterday. Tennessee's pretty good, though. That was a top-ten matchup. All right, this is Inside Line on Basketball. Ed Bond is our executive producer. Scott Ritchie is our uh, beat writer, our expert, our uh, do-it-all guy. Uh, so your AP top 25, your next one doesn't come out for a Two more weeks yet, right? Yeah, because I mean, they have to play actual games first. All right. But does this, if you were to submit a new AP poll today, let's pretend I'm asking you to submit it. Where's Illinois, knowing what they did yesterday? Higher. Well, give me a number. I don't know, because it, it's not just... Uh, Ten? Not that high. Why? Because one game does not a full evaluation make. One game against the number one team in the nation. Sure. What well, are they the number one team in the nation? Maybe people well, change their minds with Kansas. Not number one. I, mean, I still think like I mean people are like treating this like Kansas sucked. Like they're a good team. Mm. Mm. But I don't I think Illinois I these charity exhibition games where like good teams are playing good teams and they're playing to win. Um I mean Bill Self had to because like they have no depth, so he's gonna play his regular rotation. But Brad Underwood because I think it was a close game the entire way. Like he played everybody in the first half. The second half, he went with his old guys. I love it. This is obviously a trend. Why we're just now thinking of it having good games in the exhibition because you know coaches don't want to lose, right? No. So it's a no lose situation. Is this now the the what's coming every year? Maybe I love it. I'm here for it. I mean, maybe, but like also. Like these coaches also don't want to give up like secret scrimmages, so maybe they still do one of those. But you don't play in Ottawa; you play in a Kansas um, instead. What's the? I mean, here, here's the thing, though. Like, m- make these games count. Like, play these. Like, play these games in the regular season. Because um, yeah, coaches don't want to lose. I don't. I they don't. Got a care. lot of money they got to make. Yeah. Well, I, they're already making a lot of money. I mean, they don't want the gravy train to stop. But like, if Illinois lost to Kansas in a game that counted. Like, it's not going to impact them. In fact, like, a loss to them would be better than a win against uh, no shot to my alma mater. But, like, they're probably going to beat Eastern Illinois next Monday. Of course, the Panthers did beat Iowa last year. Everyone should remember. But, like, that win does nothing for Illinois. Even a loss to a Kansas or a Kansas-like team, like, is better. Um, And, like, like, the first week of the college basketball season stinks there's no good games like 
you would you look at college football like there are some like high level elite games early in the year and it's exciting and I think it gets fans into the season and then like you look at next Monday first first day of the season there are a bunch of top twenty five teams play but they don't play anybody. All right, so you'd have Illinois ranked tenth. Well, I'd never said that. In fact, I said no. But I don't know, like fifteen. I think that's reasonable. You leave yesterday's game feeling better about their chances than sure. you did going in. Sure. I mean, I didn't learn anything about this team when they played Ottawa. It was like it's an NAIA school, like in a, a mid NAIA school. Like they were twelve and seventeen a year ago. This is a Kansas team that everyone thinks can win a national title. And Illinois didn't quite go wire to wire for the win, but it was close. Um, but here's the thing: like Illinois got wins like that last year, like beating UCLA was that kind of win. Beating Texas, who was number two in the country at the time, was that kind of win. And they didn't do it again. Like, and they didn't play at that level again. Terrence Shannon Jr., Coleman Hawkins were really good against Kansas. Um, Quincy Garrier had a terrific second half. They just have to do that more consistently than they did a year ago. And I think the fact, I mean, they closed with that, I mean, Coleman Hawkins going to be 22 in like two months, youngest guy on the court. is a bunch of 22, 23, 24-year-olds, and it was notable and it made a difference. So, I mean, I think that was my big takeaway. Is like, if they can play it like that, they've got a pretty good chance. All right, hopefully you follow along at newsgazette.com. Uh, Scott Ritchie, Joey Wright, Snapchat, Instagram, X, Facebook, anything else we had covered. Uh, photo gallery from Robin Scholz, good stuff. Uh, the pregame photos, Brian Barnhart with the most popular one, uh, showing a lot of those players off the self era joining the coach at midcourt. Did you get a chance to talk to any of those guys, Scotty? I didn't. No, um, and then Frank, like his, you know, the, in that photo, like Sergio McLean, Marcus Griffin were there. Uh, Frank Williams was, I mean, did the Frank Williams thing where he's at the game and nobody really knows, but uh, he did get, you know, a chance to talk with Bill Self and Bill mentioned Frank, like seeing Frank was the highlight. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, there were good teams for Bill Self. All right, self-treated nice. Uh, Dixon booed a little bit. Uh, uh, he was booed every time he touched the ball. Yeah. And then after he, like, choke-slammed Dane Danger, kind of. It was weird. Um, I don't know. Orange Crush had a not very polite cheer. What was that? You can see it on the podcast. Really? Yeah. Yeah. This will be the first F-bomb I've dropped on the okay. podcast. Okay. does mine. I mean, they chanted, fuck you, Hunter. Okay. Like, very loud. Yeah, and like I mean, this is a charity exhibition game, people. Like, you know. Well, all right. I'm okay with it. Crowd good, twelve thousand. I see you said the announced crowd twelve was it not twelve? Yeah, I mean, well, that's for basketball. I think that's closer than okay. The like the football football announced crowds, but right. I mean, it, they didn't get the. I think they they wanted to sell out, didn't get it, but um, I I mean I think they probably overshot it on ticket prices at like out of the gate mm-hmm. for an exhibition game. Even though I mean it's for charity and obviously you know still you know raised a lot of money um, to help the people on Maui, but like priced out I think people that would have bought 
slightly less expensive tickets. Okay. Said a million dollars. Not quite sure where that came from. It came Sounds from good. Brad Underwood. Okay. So good. I trust him. Sure. Right. I mean, uh, he's maybe been known to <laughs> inflate things, um, hype up some players a little too much, but um, he said over a million. The Illinois really said approximately a million. I went with approximate. Okay. I mean, it's still, I mean, it's good money. Going to a good cause. Turned out great. No one got hurt on the Illinois side of things. Uh, no. Nobody's uh, hurt feelings. Anybody's hurt feelings, you think, didn't play enough, Scotty? Well, we don't know that until Well, who in later. your mind do you think might have a reason to be hurt? Um, Everyone that basically didn't play in the second half. Right. Which like, were a lot. It was, bas- it was almost everyone. Um, you know, the second half minutes were, were telling. I mean, none of the freshmen, the three freshmen, none of them played in the second half. Um, Sincere Harris played four minutes in the second half. Dane Danger played three. Um, so, okay, those guys. But, I, I mean, as Underwood I, said I don't on your care show, so much about feelings. Uh, Monday, last Monday at the Esquire, he said it's not really him determining playing time. It's the guys on the court. Yeah. He kind of threw it on them as like... <laughs> Yeah, not my fault. You're only playing a minute in the second half. Maybe you didn't play very well. Um, or I mean, again, that, that old lineup that he stuck with. Like he's mentioned several times, is like you know, thought he might you know take Coleman Hawkins out to just give him a breather, but changed his mind because it was a close game and Coleman was playing Love well. It. And um, even though it doesn't count, and Illinois can't count this one because Brad Underwood said the loss at EIU in 2017 didn't count. So can't have it both ways. Um, like they wanted to win. So they, they played to win. All right, your three stars. Uh, let's start with that, and then we'll get to our three best newcomers. Uh, last year, week you went all Damask on me, Yeah, having him lead both groups. I don't think that's the case anymore. Well, no. Um, Thank you. And three stars, you got to do it the hockey way. Three first. I always forget about that. Um, Love that, by the way. Hockey, three stars. Get to skate out. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, I don't really know anything about hockey, but I like that. Um, so I'm going to get three. I'm going to go Coleman Hawkins. Okay. Um, he just was not quite as efficient offensively in the second half. Um, and, like, he only took two twos, which I thought was a little strange. Um, but still, 14-5, two assists, two steals. It's a good game. Um, Quincy Guerrier, two. Hmm. Um, I mean, I was surprised in the Ottawa exhibition like that Luke Goody started over Quincy because I thought Quincy was going going to be the guy. Um, and I think you know he proved in the second half that he probably deserves to be in that that role. He certainly deserved to be you know on the, in that closing group. Um, just didn't make mistakes really. Um, then Terrence Shannon won. I mean. In the duel of former Texas Tech guards, like he came out on top. It was interesting to watch that. There's a lot of chirping between, well, mostly from Kevin McCuller, but Terrence gave back as good as he got. Um, teammates, former was teammates. Was it in a, kind of a Texas drawl at all, that chirping, or not? Um, with those well, two. Terrence, no, because he's from Chicago. And even like three years in Lubbock, you're not going to all of a sudden have a Texas Aren't accent. You? Brian Kelly. <laughs> well, I mean, he, you know, the Massachusetts native, 
takes the LSU job, and suddenly he's got a Southern draw. Yeah, and, I was checking. Oh, yeah. Uh, normal people don't let that happen. And uh, I think Kevin McCuller is from Texas, so I don't know, maybe. Okay. Um, this is the insight I, I turned to you for, the beat writer on the court. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Terry Shannon does not have a, a Texas accent. Uh, that, that's breaking news for today. Um, yeah, Kevin McCuller from San Antonio. But, I mean, Terrence is really good. I mean, he made his threes, made his free throws, is like – a freight train with the ball in his hands going at the basket. like And the way that they have changed the block charge rule, I guess, we'll see how it's enforced, but like he's going to shoot a ton of free throws this year because it's going to be uh, harder to draw a charge um, in theory. So that's I think, pretty straightforward. All right, give me your newcomer stars. top three. Then I, I guess Quincy's in there somewhere. Yeah, it's going to go Justin Harmon, Marcus Damask, Quincy Garrier. Okay. Because the freshman didn't play. Right. And when they did play, I mean, it was, and it was brief. Like, really brief. It, they weren't great. But, you know, a couple questionable shots from Drake Gibbs-Lahor and Imani Hansberry. Imani did, you know, go at Hunter Dickinson. He's physical with them, so that was fine. But yeah, I mean, it's the three transfers, and I, have, I just have a feeling that might be kind of the case this year. Because you know, Brad Underwood says you know you go with the the old guys early in the season because you you feel like you know they've been there before, they've experienced maybe those late game situations in a tight game, and know how to handle it, know how to fend off Kansas and still come out with the win. Um, me obviously left the door open, you know, for some of these younger guys to to work their way into that that closing lineup. But um, know, that group played well together, and I mean, you could tell that there was twenty four combined seasons of experience on the court. They just and just in the the plays that they made, and in some cases, like they didn't make in terms of you know maybe something that would have led to. You know, another turnover or you know a bad shot. So, you know, it's a, I think that group could be could be pretty good for Illinois. All right, uh, Mister Richie, from a strategy standpoint, did you see anything different from the way Underwood went about business yesterday from years past? Um, not really. I mean, they're running a lot of the same things they did last year, I and mean, Coleman Hawkins talked about this, but like. I mean, particularly from an offensive standpoint, but they're just running it better. Or, I guess compared to the last year, actually running it because they didn't really run a ton of offense. But, um, you know, the ball moved well. Like, Terrence Shannon's still going to get, like, his ISO situations because he's productive, competent in those. Um, I think the main difference was... Uh, Maybe just in sideline demeanor from Brad Underwood because he had a mic on the whole game. <laughs> it, was, it was notable. Was that an Ed Bond microphone or was that? Nope, Ed does not claim that. I kind of dig the uh, the informal in-game interviews or even pre-game interviews. I think they're, they're on to something there. I like the coaches standing there at, at midcourt both answering a question. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he can pull that off when uh, – 
like when the Spartans come to town for a game that matters? I don't know how often the coaches would like agree to doing that. Yeah, like that's not. I caught a little Tom Izzo doing thing. that from the bench during the game, and you could tell it was like asking to put a headset on you during deadline work on a <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> can like, you hey, can yeah, you yeah. stop bothering? Well, I mean, <laughs> he was it, kind of answering any of the questions. I mean, I guess the thing with with Izzo is like Michigan State wasn't particularly playing well. I mean, it was a close game at the end. Like they made a comeback and then maybe could have won. Um, but, like, they were down double digits to Tennessee a few times in that game. So I imagine he was just like, leave me alone so I can mm-hmm. and get this mic off me so I can yell at my team a little bit. All right, uh, some in-game uh, festivities at the stadium. Anything different? Uh, they had the kid uh, cheering, fans cheering him on. They had the gymnasts at halftime. What was with the soccer player starting the anthem Bob wrote about? Um, so Leah Howard, like, and she has sung the national anthem at Illinois soccer games. Mm-hmm. Um She's a good singer. Uh, I don't. I mean, she like started it off and had everyone like the whole crowd sing. I'm not sure. Okay. Like, but, I mean, yeah, it, it was good. It. I mean, like she would have been great by herself because I've heard it. Um, but um, so there's that. You know, the gymnastics team came out, did some some tumbling. Okay. I mean, like I'm, I'll stand for the Jesse White tumblers. Like they're pretty good. But the, the obviously the Illinois men's team did it, and then. Um, one of the volleyball players, Maya Emoto Eakin, um, did she's from Honolulu, did a, a hula during a I guess it was a timeout. Um, so did that dance. It was I, I don't not couldn't critique it because I don't know what constitutes a good one, but I don't know, she seemed good. About the only dance you can critique, Mr. Eureka. Swear dance? Yeah. And see, I knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh I mean I went to middle school in the nineties, so obviously we swear danced. That's, it was a thing. This is getting worse. Can we edit this out, Ed Bond? <laughs> surprised, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you were like, can we clip that and then put it on all of our social media? As, I mean, I if you went to middle school in the 90s and didn't square dance, I don't know what you were doing. Really? I assume it was a thing. Hmm. Okay. Back to Brad Underwood <laughs> quickly. <laughs> uh, Post game, he seemed happy. Uh, Anybody he's yelling at that uh, maybe we don't know about for their play or for their effort or for their decision making? Um, there were there was a moment in the first half where he wasn't thrilled with Dane Danger. Just yeah, uh, it's when Michigan kind of got going with some pick and roll stuff with Hunter Kansas. That's right. <laughs> <Too big. laughs> I mean, he played yesterday. Yeah. I just he's always Michigan. Kansas got um going with some pick and roll stuff with Hunter. And uh he pulled Dane after they were successful like two or three times in a row. But I mean, that was kind of the the one I noticed that But again, like they didn't do any like actual scouting on Kansas except for personnel, so I mean maybe the, those those actions were Something that they probably, I mean, could anticipate happening, but maybe weren't totally ready for. All right, Marez Johnson back in the crowd. Seems to be a regular. Anybody else I should uh, know? I think he was the only one. Okay. Other than the other former Illini that were were in the house. Okay. Got any data from the game? I'm kind of curious. Not. Yeah. I I read my box score. That's kind of what I was looking at. And there, but there's more. 
to oh great the box score great I, I wrote I, go you ahead. know what I wrote about that for enlighten me I wrote about it for Good Morning Illini Nation it. I saw the headline I purposely did not yeah. read your Good Morning Illini um so if they want it they that's where they can find it I'm not gonna you know just not gonna waste my time so oh, yeah the uh, the audience of one here in the booth doesn't want it um but like again like we'll we'll just go plus minus. And again, single game, but it's a game, I think, a little more telling than the last one. Justin Harmon had the, the best plus minus, was plus 11. Coleman Hawkins plus 10. Quincy Carrier plus 9. So in terms of a single that data game sample out. size, the, you know they had an impact when they were on the court. I really, I think as a just a casual fan, I will accept the plus minus as an actual stat. I mean, it's just you know uh, a glimpse at how much better your team was when you were on the court. Um, another, I mean, this is a good one. Like, points per possession, are you okay with that? No. Nope. Anyway, like, one is considered good. Only was 1.2. Hmm. I mean, that, and that helps when you make 41% of your threes because you're getting three points at a time. They did what? They did 41% of their threes. So you're a little panicky fit that you normally throw you've been throwing since they went overseas is it now settled no because no i remember last year Tan- shannon made eight of nine threes against ucla and then was not that the rest of the year Again, single game sample size free throw shooting uh, bothering you still yes i mean terrence shannon made his quincy gary made his coleman made the two he took um but like ty rogers still kind of struggling Nicola Moretti missed both of his, uh, which Brad Underwood equates to a turnover because that's what it is. Um, Dane Danger was one of four. Like, I don't know. I guess as long as Terrence Shannon makes his, I think Brad Underwood will be fine because he's going to be the guy that shoots the most. He drew the most fouls. Uh, last night, Quincy was, was second in that regard. So Brad Underwood will not be um, concerned about it, but I don't know, like, Sixty-five point six percent, like it's not good, and it's it's saved by two guys, you know, making theirs. There was, good, I mean, that and that was making a lot of late free throws, which again also important. But there's a good chunk of that game where Elmo was shooting like between thirty and forty percent at the free throw line, and I mean it's a hundred percent mental because you're fifteen feet away and nobody's guarding you. And I know. And, like, I'm not a great free-throw shooter, or was not, but I'm also, you know, wasn't a Division One athlete um, making <clears throat> money. Hey, Ty Rogers started like a house on fire. That's a eureka term. Uh, yesterday. I, I think they use that other places, too. Do they? I, I'm sure. Okay. Well, yeah. eureka like a shed on fire. Like a barn on fire. I don't know why I'm helping you. Um, no, he was good. Like, they... I like that one. It was the advantage that I think Illinois had envisioned when they decided, well, when they didn't get the point guard they wanted in the transfer portal and decided Ty Rogers is going to be a point guard. It was like, have him use his physicality to his advantage against smaller guards. And um, he did that against Dewan Harris um, last night. It's you know their version of booty ball. Um, and it was not quite as successful. I think after Kansas figured out, like that's what he was going to do. Um, so I think, yeah, the, the 
Point guard and the point guard situation, I think, is still uh, sort of TBD. Uh, Marcus Damask was the point guard at the end of the game you know, in the last five and a half minutes because Ty Rogers wasn't on the court. I'd love to talk basketball all day with you, Scott Ritchie, but I <clears throat> know you have to go to Memorial Stadium to uh, get a, the briefing from Coach Bielema. Right? Yeah, I got to. It like, was great to see. I got to get back in like football frame of mind because I did not spend much mental effort on football last week. Here's the difference uh, between those programs. You know, yesterday you saw Kansas coming down number one in the country, right? And you knew Illinois had a chance. At least they got the athletes that are can match up with them. Yeah. Football, you almost kind of like need all the right bounces and everything and the stars pointing your way to have a chance against a, a Penn State or Michigan or Ohio State. Yeah, there's a difference. You go in feeling good about it in basketball. Football, you go in dreading it, <laughs> you know. And sometimes it turns out, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, yeah, basket- thank goodness basketball is where it's at. Uh, basketball school. I mean, golf school first, obviously. Basketball school. Football. Mm-hmm. It's lower down that ranking. All right. Hey, give me some closing thoughts here, Scotty. Well, I mean, we're just we're a week away from where the games count, where they matter, um, and I only can't f- <laughs> follow up, you know, a legitimately good win, even if it doesn't count, um, against Kansas by like not bringing kind of that same energy and effort and consistent level of play against, uh, you know, th- in the first week, uh, some lower level opponents. I mean. The big dogs are coming. Like Marquette's not the Marquette game's not that far away. Florida Atlantic game, you know, was in you know a month ish, a month and a week. Um, Tennessee, same deal, and just saw how good I think Tennessee is going to be um, you know, in their game against Michigan State. So they just have to play like they did Sunday, like all the time. I think that's the ideal, um, but you just can't have a drop off just because it's EIU coming to town. Can't wait emotional. What should be an emotional night for Scott Ritchie? I, I mean, to be fair, not invested in EIU basketball at all because they were so bad um, when I was a student there before I even like started covering the team, and then they were okay. still bad. But, um, you know, always rad for my alma mater, but not necessarily basketball. All right. Uh, Tommy Michael at the Esquire tonight, if you're listening Show up at 5 o'clock. Anybody asked you to buy a beer last week? Richie, were you off? No, nobody asked. That's embarrassing. You missed out. Well. The offer still stands tonight. Sure. I'm not sure our regular crowd at the Esquire, like the Venn diagram of them and our podcast listeners, I hmm? I don't know that there's a, a big central All right, Those are assumptions. I think it's a safe one. All right, Scott Ritchie, excellent stuff as always. Uh, looking forward to uh, uh, your new AP ballot. Looking forward, uh, forward to like you predicting something correctly once ever. Okay, really, that, the bar is low. It don't count on it. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you next Monday, Scotty.